Hello and welcome to what is the very last episode of Travel is Dangerous. Um, I'm currently at an undisclosed location, possibly in Atlanta, though I, I can't say for definite as I've, I've been out cold for a few hours or days. It, it's hard to tell. In fact, I'm probably talking in ether right now, but if anyone is listening, um, I think this is a dying man's declaration. I hope not, but, well, it's, um, it's not looking good because for reasons I can't quite fathom, I've been kidnapped. Again. Um, as you know, this usually happens during my interviews, but the clever twist this time is I was abducted before we even started. That was clever, wasn't it? Yeah, one minute I was having a snack in my guest's lovely living room, the next I was getting bundled into a trailer. Um, still, I guess this is the life I chose, although I didn't choose to be drugged, stripped naked, driven to the woods and tied to a chair for three days. Needless to say, I've missed my flight home, though I guess that's um, kind of irrelevant now. Um, I'm sure this never happened to Donald McIntyre, but all, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, that was my captor signaling me to get a wriggle on because he's, well, he's got a lot to say, um, all of it very uh, illuminating. So, so yeah, this has been my first visit to the South and um, it looks like being a permanent one. Um, I came here to interview a former crystal meth cook slash recovering white supremacist and it turns out I was actually meeting the serial killer who, it turns out, is still a crystal meth cook and very much a white supremacist. Bingo! Um, he's insisted that we carry on recording because, in his words, people are going to want to know how it all went down. Um, I guess by that he means my torture and murder. So listen out for that, folks. It'll be come along fairly soon. Um, I can't deny this is fascinating for someone interested in crime. Not so fascinating when the knives come out. Um, I won't lie, I've, I've cried and wet myself several times now. Right, he's getting a bit impatient, he's waving his light around, which isn't good because he's also been periodically splashing me with petrol. Jesus! I mean, Allah! Um, as I learned earlier, he isn't a fan of blasphemy. Um, so anyway, moving stuff along. I'm here today with Mr Vernon Adams, or as he fiercely insists on being called, Daddy. So, Daddy, I'm delighted to meet you, Daddy. Um, by the way, you've done a great job with this dungeon. Um, it definitely seems like a good choice for drug manufacture, corpse storage. Um, obviously, it's a bit cold and damp, and you could do with a window, but aside from that, it's lovely, and I particularly like all the stuffed animals. Uh, taxidermy's become a lost art these days, which is a real shame, because... How's about you stop yakking, we get down to brass tacks and talk about what we came here to talk about? I'd love nothing more. Um, just, just one thing, but when you say brass tacks, do you mean that literally? Because you've already slapped me a few times. If you start doing stuff with nails, I'm going to piss myself again. I'm sorry, it's going to happen. We don't waste brass tacks around these parts. Oh, thank God for that. I got a living to earn. Can't afford to be throwing away raw materials on every dumb college boy I take a disliking to. Okay, cool. So, what do you want to talk about? I'm all ears. Well, what I want to talk about is your behaviour and how you intend to atone for it. Right. And how do I do that? It's very simple, Mr. Conway. We're going to thrash it out. You're going to take your medicine like a man. We're going to move on. Um, I'm not sure about the medicine bit, but moving on, that sounds good. Well, maybe we will. Or maybe we won't. But we ain't going nowhere till you cooperate. You can say what you want. I've heard it all before. Only thing that needs to come out of your pretty little mouth is the answer to the question I've been posing for the last few hours. What the fuck is wrong with my cornbread?
Look, I've already said there wasn't anything wrong with it. Because one minute you're guzzling that cornbread like your life depending on it. And who knows, maybe it did. But then not 30 seconds later, you're turning your nose up at it. I wasn't turning my nose up, but I was just a bit full. See, this is the part I don't get. Because you gorged on that cornbread. Gorged. Hell, I ain't seen a white man that hungry since my cousin Nolan got out of Angola. Which was fine. Until it wasn't. But well, next thing I know, you're pushing your plate away and spilling crumbs all over my coonskin rug. Okay, I apologise about the crumbs, but it was an accident. I wouldn't deliberately make a mess in someone else's house. Especially not... Though, to be fair, the floor wasn't exactly spotless to begin with. Are you so... saying I don't keep a clean house now? No, not at all. I just got the impression you were cool with crumbs, so I didn't think I needed to pick them up. Suppose when you're home in your prince's palace, you got a maid to scoop up your mess, huh? Blonde, big titties, ass tastes like French vanilla ice cream. We had a cleaner once, but I, I don't know what our arse tasted like. Well, there ain't no cleaner gonna bail you out of here, Mr. Conway. So who do you think gonna pick up those crumbs? Daddy? The fella invited you in, made you feel at home, treated you like a brother? That all he is to you? Some kind of candy-ass child lady? Look, I'll t- I tell you what, why don't we drive back the house now? I'll clean the whole carpet if you want. You'd like that, wouldn't you? Well, I wouldn't love it, but it's preferable to being tied to a chair. Well, how's about I take you back right now? Tip you over, push you round by your ankles, let you gobble up them crumbs like a goddamn vacuum cleaner? Well, I wasn't planning to eat it, but... Which brings me back to my original query. What the fuck is wrong with my cornbread? Nothing, but it's been on the floor now, so... And who put that cornbread on the floor? <laughs> well, me, So but... I ask again. What the fuck was so wrong with my cornbread you felt obliged to toss it all over my coonskin rug? There was nothing wrong with it. Well, maybe it was a bit dry, but... Say what now? No, no, it, 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 no, it wasn't dry, it wasn't dry. Um, I, I just took too much, I, I was being greedy. Well, in my house, you take what you want, but you eat what you take. Okay, well, I'll, I'll remember that for next time. We got rules around here, and rule number seven is we don't waste food. Now, there may be no rules in your house, there may be no rules in your queen's house, there may be no rules in the goddamn white house, but there sure as hell are rules in daddy's house. Perhaps you should tell people in advance it would avoid a lot of unpleasantness. I thought you pinkos liked rules. Don't say this, don't say that. Can't even call a spade a spade no more. And yes, when I say spade, I mean spade. Okay, okay, rules. I get it. Rules. See, disrespecting the rules of the house is one thing, but you disrespect my hospitality, you disrespect my mama, and that can't happen. This is her recipe. How you think she gonna feel if she finds out some faggot from London town thought he was too good for her cooking? <sighs> I didn't think I was too yes, good for... Yes, you did, Mr. Conway. Yes, you did. You try to fuck Daddy Adams. And Daddy Adams don't like to be fucked by nobody except Mama Adams. Are you talking about your actual... You mo- bitch, your sweet ass I am. When I was growing up, there weren't no prom queens or prostitutes to take care of my needs. We look after our own round here. And if insulting the woman who made me a man wasn't egregious enough, you then point-blank refused my offer of a final cigarette. I quit five years ago. What kind of man are you? Well, non-smoking one covered in petrol at the minute. Don't like cigarettes? Don't like cornbread? What do you like, Mr. Conway? Honestly, you've got it all wrong, Vernon. Call me daddy! All right, all right, daddy. You've got it all wrong, daddy. It break my mama's heart she knew you were desecrating her legacy. Okay, she, she sounds like a great woman. Why don't we go see her and explain? I'd, I'd love to meet her. I'm sure you would, Mr. Conway, but unfortunately I strangled her to death with a pig's intestine on my 15th birthday. Oh, God. 
So, was, was she your first victim? There ain't no victims here, Mr. Conway. Only bad people who done me wrong. Like who? Hookers and postmen mainly, but I like to help myself to a libtard every now and then. Social workers, baristas, homosexuals, you know the type. Think they own the country just because they made a goddamn Muslim president. And who knows, maybe they do. Till they don't. So you just kill people you don't like? Pretty much, though. There were those six boys from St. Cuthbert's I kidnapped and drowned. Can't recall what they did to warrant such brutality, but I cut off the tips of their penises anyway, soaked them in formalin and made thimbles out of them, so those little bastards must have done something real bad to get me that riled up. So I, I guess there's no point in me attempting to escape. Ain't nobody stopping you trying. Heck, you want to run, I'll give you a head start. But you're 20 feet underground, Mr. Conway. And in the unlikely event you make it up top, there ain't another living soul for 10 miles either direction. The way I see it, best case scenario is you freeze to death and get eaten by buzzards. Right. Does that happen a lot around here? From time to time. Fifteen winters ago, my brother Arlo went for a walk, passed out drunk, died of hypothermia. Wolves took most of him, or so I heard. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Were you close? For a while. We fell out after he brought a Jewish girlfriend over for Sunday dinner. Right. Um, right. It was a shock, but I got over it. Well, that's good to hear. Um, well done. Yeah, after mulling it over for a few hours, I thought to myself, well, the boy wants to fornicate with a Christ killer. Perhaps you best treat him like a Christ killer. So I crept into his room at 2 a.m., put a rifle to his neck, pulled his jammers down, took out my sling blade, and sliced off his foreskin. Popped it in my mouth, chewed it up like hubba bubba, sped it right back down his throat. Oh, God. He bled out all over the bed sheets, damn near choked to death, didn't speak to me for a year and a half. But that was the last time we saw Miss Miriam Goldstein. I think they call that a win. That's fascinating, truly. So did he ever forgive you? It took a while, but we got there in the end. As soon as he manned up and apologized. But whichever way you look at it, no matter how much wisdom I imparted to him, I'm always going to be the guy who ruined his twelfth birthday. Can't imagine why. I get it. One minute you're blowing out candles, the next you're being force-fed a piece of your own pecker. Experience like that gonna mess up bigger man than Arlo Adams Jr. But I expected a smidgen, just a smidgen of gratitude for saving his soul. Is that too much to ask, Mr. Conway? Jesus. I'm sorry if this disturbs you, Mr. Conway, but if you want the meth-dealing Nazi cracker, that's what you're gonna get. How have you got away with this for so long? Yeah, I guess it's God's plan. Don't get me wrong, I'll accept my time's up when those brill cream fellas and wind cheaters come knocking at my door. When that day comes, I'll know I made my peace with the Lord. Can you say the same, Mr. Conway? Can I see a question? Best make it a good one, it could be your last. Could I have my trousers back, please? I got a better idea. How's about we keep your pants where they are and I take a slice of that little mouse tail between your legs, huh? No, please, please don't. Look, look, y- you can bum me, you can bum me. I'll, I'll squeal like a pig, anything. Well, if you insist, but I warn you now, it might hurt some. Mama Adams didn't raise no needle dicks. Oh, God. Who's that? Help! Help! You watch your tongue before I cut this sucker out. Help! 
He's gonna bomb us! He's going to bomb I apologize for that interruption, Mr. Conway. Seems a family of woodchucks followed us down here. Whole damn tunnel's teeming with them. But I'll deal with them after I finish with my own little rodent. Now, where were we? Ow! Um, this may sound like a silly question, but can woodchucks talk? Only thing talking around here is you, boy. Now. Do excuse me once again while I deal with these creatures. They're pests, Mr. Conway. Darn pests. Um. Okay, listen, there's no need to put the tape on this time. I promise I won't. Okay, Mr. Conway, it seems the woodchuck situation has accelerated somewhat, so it looks like you got yourself a little reprieve. Ow! Can I ask you a question? Boy, you like your questions, huh? Okay, shoot. Are we still in your house? No, sir, we're 40 feet underground in an undisclosed location, like I told you. Now, you're going to sit tight for a little while, right? It's just because those woodchucks don't half sound like an old woman. You're hearing things, Mr. Conway. It's understandable in the circumstances, but I assure you we're miles from another living soul. Right. Do you always call Woodchuck's mom? Just what is it you're implying, boy? Uh, nothing. Nothing. It's just, well, you know, if I didn't know better, I'd think we never left your house. We're in your basement, and that Woodchuck you're about to kill is actually your dead mother. <laughs> well, that's where you're... Well, you see... Oh, shoot, Mr. Conway. Can't you just play along? With What? The game, sir. You've been mighty convincing so far. What game? This little roleplay thing we got going on here. You done performed your part wonderfully. Why spoil things now? What part? Well, I guess we'd call you the victim. What? It's... it's this is all some bloody game. Well, it was, sir, but if you don't mind me saying, you've kind of ruined it now. I've ruined... I've... What the fuck possessed you to do this? I was just having a goof. Oh, just a goof! A goof! Oh, well, that's okay, then, as long as it's just a goof! Well, thank you for being so understanding, Mr. C that was English sarcasm, dipshit. You might have heard of it, it tends to pop out when you spend 48 hours tied to a chair, then find out it was all just a goof! A goof! Can I suggest you stop saying goof now, sir? No, you can't! Jesus! We never actually left your house, did we? Well, no, but that was all part of the goof. I really thought you knew, Mr. Conway. How the fuck could I have known I was unconscious? Did you notice I've pissed myself three times? I'm sorry, Mr. Conway. I thought you were just playing along. <sighs> I assume this gun you've been pointing at me for two days is fake too, then? I do have a gun, but this particular model is available from all good toy stores. <sighs> oh, fuck. I wonder why I recognise every other line. Here's a tip. If you're going to steal, don't steal from Tarantino films. It's not going to fool anyone. With respect, it kind of fooled you, Mr. Conway. It didn't fool... I wasn't... 
Look, just write your own material! Well, if my script wasn't up to scratch, you really should have said something. Yeah, call me a coward, but being tied to a chair isn't the best time to accuse a serial killer of plagiarism. Oh, Mr. Conway. I made such an error. Oh, no, I really am going to jail now, ain't I? My mama's going to shit. Oh, Christ. Look, calm down, calm down. I guess I should be relieved. I mean, I thought you were going to cut me cock off ten minutes ago. At least now when all that racism and incest stuff was all part of the goof. Say what? Oh, oh yeah, I'll part of the goof, sir. It's not much of a consolation, but I guess it'll do. I'm sorry, Mr. Conway. I, I won't do it again. Unless I do. Right, can you stop that now? The cat's well and truly out of the bag. I'm sorry. I put a cat in a bag once. Cut off its paws, threw it in the creek. Okay, I know you don't talk like that. Please stop. I'm sorry, Mr. Conway. I just can't resist a goof. Please try. And I hate to break it here, but goofs are really not your forte. Stick to stuff and animals. You're good at that. I will, I will. Or maybe I will. Right, that's it. Mrs. Adams! Mrs. Adams! No, Mr. Conway! Mrs. Adams, your son tied me to a chair and threatened to cut me dick off! Mrs. Adams! No, please don't. I promise to be good. All right, all right. Christ, you're a weirdo. Seriously, Vernon, you really need to grow up. With respect, sir, I've been told I'm fairly mature for my age. How old are you? 37 and three quarters. Good God. I'm only as God made me, sir. <sighs> Whatever. Where's that cigarette? I need to smoke now. I don't think that's a good idea, Mr. Conway. Your face is covered in gasoline. Look, give it up. I think we've established nothing here is real, so I'll take me chances. Oh, and by the way, could you untie me and give me my bloody trousers back, please? Jesus Christ. There's no need to curse, sir. Oh, fuck off. So this meth stuff, I take it, that's all bollocks too. Oh no, Mr. Conway, my days of cooking meth were very real, but you must understand, I was forced into it. I was the only person in my class who finished high school. My chemistry grades were top-notch, so it didn't take long for the local malfeasance to get their hooks into me. Intellectual achievement can be a damn burden around these parts. Well, I can certainly relate to that. You know, if I had a penny for every time I'd heard someone say, put your books away, you big puff, I'd be slightly better off than I am now, but you get the point. But Look, this is unforgivable, Vernon, so give me that lighter, I'm having a smoke. No, Mr. Conway, no! Give us it! Ha! Mr. Conway, I implore you to give me that lighter back. Ooh, no, please don't use the lighter around Vernon's special petrol that smells suspiciously like peaches. I assure you, Mr. Conway, the gasoline's very real. Can you just tell the truth for once, please? Okay, it's moonshine, but the point still stands. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <sighs> okay, you owe me a plane ticket and a new pair of eyebrows.